Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions family of ministries and services. Hi there, friends. At Institute of World Mission, we strive to build up an ongoing conversation around themes, topics, topics of significance for cross-cultural missions practitioners, enthusiasts, for all of us, the Adventist missions community. One of the central ideas of vivid interest that is often expressed is our ability, the ability on part of each of us to partner with Jesus in discipling individuals, maybe families, family units across cultural boundaries. I have to say that many of us are professionals involved in educational, relief, medical, pastoral, financial, and numerous other fields as we serve cross-culturally. But we all sense that impacting another person or maybe a family, particularly in a spiritual way, is every time so meaningful. The only problem is that often we don't know how to tackle this process successfully, effectively, especially being foreigners, expats, outsiders to the culture. In today's interview with Patricia Gustin, we seek and actually offer a very real approach to this need and challenge. We will be talking about storytelling for discipleship. Pat, as she likes to be called, is a career missionary with a lifetime of mission service, most of those years in Asia. Upon return to the U.S., she actually led the Institute of World Mission for a number of years. Currently retired, Pat actively teaches. She travels the world to help train the next generation of missionaries. In this interview with Pat, we not only develop the topic of storytelling for discipleship, but we also share news about a certain upcoming opportunity, friends. Please stay tuned as you go through this interview. Pat, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, we want to discuss a very interesting topic today. And my first question for you is this. What is our main problem, our key problem, with our ability to disciple people across cultures, uh, you know, uh, disciple a person of another culture, what is the difficulty that we most often are faced with? I think that the difficulty that I've observed in my own experience is that we're, we, we don't often un- really understand the culture, which includes the worldview, which definitely has the, the, the traditional religion, whatever it may be, whether it's Islam or, or traditional religion, whatever it may be, that's at the core of, of what they believe. And we often don't take that into consideration. We kind of come with a prepackaged set of teachings, which are good. We believe them with all our heart, but they're not necessarily related directly to what people believe. And I often say that we are answering questions that nobody's asking, and we're not answering the questions that rise out of their worldview or the uh, the uh, non-Christian things that are in their worldview. So I would say that the biggest challenge is that we use something that isn't relevant 
to their life, their belief system, their culture. So what I'm hearing from you is their worldview is not transformed. No, they, we, we come often with a rather uh, information-based uh, approach. We want them to understand important things, and we teach from kind of an information base. So what's true, right? They, they yeah, what's know. true. Yeah, they need to know the truth from the Bible. And, and the things that we teach are true, and they are important. But unfortunately, they're often at an academic level or an intellectual level, but not at the heart level. Because their heart level may be very uh, wrapped up in their own, well, it inevitably will be wrapped up in their own worldview, their own way of thinking, their own cultural way of learning, which is another whole issue. So we have a worldview issue, and then we have our method of teaching, which often doesn't mesh with the way they learn. Now, the next question I'm going to ask, I know it's going to get you going because I, <laughs> I know your passion. And, and yet, it is a very important question for our listeners to, um, to grapple with. And, and here, here it is. What can be a viable way of discipling towards worldview transformation? I mean, how do we disciple people of other cultures in such a way that their worldview actually gets transformed. Not just some knowledge, right. but actually, you know, they acquire more of a biblical worldview and and, uh, and, and see themselves as part of God's kingdom, you know, with, with right. everything that the Bible has to bring. But to a make that transformation is, is, I mean, we Huge. know point A and we know point B, but this path from point A to point B, what can take us across this? I think that for me, the, the thing that helped me understand this was actually going back to Jesus. Uh, Jesus was working with people who had a very, uh, a, their worldview of, of what God was like and what the kingdom of God was like was certainly not true, was not accurate. So it was a worldview issue with them. So what did Jesus do? Well, it's very simple. Jesus told stories. He's told many stories the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of God is this. And so he just kept telling them stories. Often he never even explained the stories. He just planted these stories. And I can just see people walk away and say, what did he mean the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed? We know what the kingdom of God is. And so Jesus used stories that addressed their worldview issues. And out of that. It changed it. I mean, it, it changed them, and 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 it. But it takes time. We unfortunately often want something to happen quickly in a three-week series of meetings. And worldview transformation discipleship is a process that may take a long time. We know that for three years Jesus taught, told stories to the people, and there didn't. There were people that followed and people that didn't follow, and and so forth. But we know that after his ascension to heaven, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, thousands of people suddenly they got it. They, they, all those seeds that he'd planted through the, the, through the years, they saw it, and then they became followers of the king of the kingdom of God, not what they had done before. So, so to me, it was just look at Jesus' method. And then the disciples did the same thing. You look at their sermons in the book of Acts. They told stories. So Jesus told stories. Now, if you can just unpack this a little bit. I mean, story sounds so simple. I mean, it sounds even maybe simplistic, but it's not. And yet, what's the impact of a story on a person's worldview? How do, they, how do those two relate? How does one change the other? Well, I think that Jesus knew things that we're only now learning. Uh, he did it. He was the creator of the brain, the heart, 
And so he knew that stories made a difference. Now we're beginning to understand why. Brain research has showed us that, that when people hear a story, their brain is activated in a totally different way. Their memory is activated. The involvement, their heart gets activated. It actually becomes transformative because something about the, not just the intellectual part of the story, but the emotional part of the story, the involvement, and it, it just does amazing things. It's truly miraculous. And we're now learning this from research, from uh, brain research and from other kinds of research, many disciplines. So, so Jesus knew all this. In fact, God knew this. You look at the Old Testament. The Old Testament's a book of stories. You know, that's basically what it is. And God told his people, keep telling my stories. If you want to be strong and faithful and reach other people and have a strong biblical worldview, keep telling your children my stories. Tell them, tell them, tell them. And it's all through uh, the, the, the Old Testament. And Jesus knew this. And so stories, uh, even though maybe people in his day didn't know why he told stories, but he knew. And we now have many more reasons to realize that stories are the way that throughout history people have embedded their most profound information. God was willing, Jesus was willing to risk this important message in history, the story of salvation, to stories. Because he knew that in reality, stories are the core of things that later people pull out and create doctrines and beliefs, but they're all embedded in God's story, which is recorded throughout the Bible. All right, so now we are um, basically, we've spent this weekend uh, mm. to, uh, to accomplish, uh, I believe, a very important project. We recorded a, a series of video lessons about uh, storytelling for discipleship. And um, this is something that uh, can be, will be uh, available to all our listeners mm. to our global community of long-term cross-cultural missionaries and some other people who have interest in this. Now, what is this course all about? I mean, uh, how, in what ways does it go deeper into the subject? Can you just really share with us what do you do with this course? How do you teach it? Well, um, that, to try to summarize it is a little bit challenging. But I think for, for me, the, the process of, of, that I've been on, the journey I've been on to bring me to the point where I am, I first of all had to look at what Jesus did. Then I kind of had to understand why he did it. And then I needed to see how his methods actually were the foundation for discipleship. I believe that, that discipleship is bringing people to a taste and see experience with God. They experience God. They get to know God. They, they taste and see him in the word, and they experience his power through prayer. And as they have this, this experience, their life is transformed. And this is the discipling process, which is changing them and empowering them to be new people in Christ, uh, Paul says that the transformation of your mind, and so these stories come in to our mind, but they go deeper than, than just facts. They go down. And so if this is the discipleship process, I believe, is strong, is uh, best done through stories because they are transformative. And we don't just want to get members in our churches, more numbers, people that come and sit in the pew. We want disciples who are alive and active and are sharing with others which is something people can do very easily. Even minimally educated people can do this with stories. And so when people say, well, stories are for children, yes, they are. They're for all of us. And Jesus didn't limit uh, 
he didn't limit his storytelling only to children. He did it to Pharisees and everybody and because he knew that it's a powerful way to learn for anybody. So in this course, you're actually going to, uh, through all the how-tos. And, and how to do it and why it's important, the kind of the, the uh, background story to why it's important, and then actually how to do it and how it, it, it works in the discipleship process. So um, just, just to kind of give our listeners a little bit of, uh, uh, of an announcement, uh, this is coming this fall. Uh, in just a couple of months, we will be uh, launching this whole course. It will be interactive. Uh, it will be with Pat as, as the main teacher. There are going to be written uh, materials available as well as videos. So it's probably going to be the best teaching product we have uh, uh, to date. launched <laughs> so far. And I'm really excited, um, looking forward to that, just letting to know our listeners what's coming. And I think this is important because I think so many missionaries are frustrated. We want to be able to share, but because of different religions or because we, that's not our, we're not pastors or we don't know what to do. And to me, this is a way to empower every missionary that whether they're we're dealing with their own children or with a housemaid or, or anybody, uh, that they, they have a simple way that they, can, that they can help others get to know Jesus because that's what it's about, getting to know Jesus. Now, Pat, I know you have your own very story about how you um, found stories to be a, a fantastic method. Could you share your testimony about that? You know, uh, what, has, what has brought you to, uh, to discovering this, this method? You know... Um, during my years as a missionary, I worked in both Singapore and in Thailand, and then later, when I was with the Institute, encountered people from many places. And I came to realize that traditional methods that we use very effectively with other Christians somehow didn't work. When I was working with Buddhists, you know, how do you introduce someone to Jesus? You, we can't take a series of Bible studies like we normally use. And, and I got very frustrated in my own experience with some dismal failures and so that started me on a journey that over the years it's taken me a long time but I uh, more recently then I, I spent some time in India and I realized that Hindus it's the same situation and I've also been uh, privileged to spend some time with with uh, Muslim areas and so all of the non-Christian religions we don't have generally we haven't had a, a good way of introducing people really to Jesus. And that's the foundation. I don't think you can build a good Adventist house without the foundation of Jesus. That's the parable of the, the, the sand and the rock. And so when we come to non-Christian people, we have to build that foundation first. So I kind of struggled for years figuring out what to do, but eventually then I went back to Jesus and I realized that he used stories and, and the apostles used stories in the, in the book of Acts. And so uh, when I was introduced about about uh, three, almost three years ago now, with a way of studying, a simple, simple way of studying the Bible and using the stories to do it. I thought, hmm, it was a kind of an idea, maybe this would work. But I didn't try it myself for a few months, but then I decided I would start it. And I decided that because of the seven billion people in the world, probably half of them can't read, or if they can read, they can only read a little, which means most of the people in the world if they have access to anything, only have access to, to a portion of the Bible, maybe it's in, in, in audio form, or maybe a, a portion of the Bible, the Gospel, Mark or something. So I thought, okay, I believe, from all I've taught, that 
the Bible is enough for salvation. We can find salvation. We can find Jesus. We can find everything we need in the Bible. So I decided I would just stick with the Bible. And because in my own life, I had figured out that I read many more books about the Bible than I actually read the Bible. So since I started this, uh, actually uh, just about two years ago, it has just transformed my own thinking. Because as I go to the Bible, and I, and I take a very short passage, uh, I've been five months on Genesis through, through Numbers, so it, it's a very slow process, uh, to just take a short passage, maybe a chapter or less, and just work through it very slowly, praying for the Holy Spirit to teach me, and then looking for God in that passage, not looking for doctrines or sermon material or anything else, but just looking for God. What does this portion of the Bible tell me about God, about myself, and what is there that I should learn or obey or or change because of this? And it has been the most transformative and exciting venture that I've ever been on with the Bible. And I've read the Bible for a lot of different reasons, none of which were bad, but none of them had the same personal transformative power that this has. So I've just gotten really excited for other Christians, for other Adventists, as well as a method that we can use to help people get to know Jesus. Now, I know you've recently been to India, Mm. um, uh, adapting this to uh, to the work uh, in the Hindu world. Uh, So does this work? Uh, with, you know, working in the world religions, different world religions, uh, working cross cultures and so forth. Do you see some of those good examples out there? We've only been doing this for a short time, so we don't have lots of stories. But I do know that in uh, among, we've done this training with people who are working with Muslims okay. and Hindus and Buddhists. And I haven't had any major reports from the Buddhist world, but both the Hindu and especially the Muslim world, we, we realize that people immediately see the power of, of introducing people in a very simple way. It's non-confrontational. It's really the Muslim world. You come in with meetings and all this kind of stuff, it won't work. And so this is a very simple way. And we have people that I know are using it. I just got an email not too long ago, a lady asking for more materials because she's using it in her church. With, with, uh, with the young people and empowering them then to share with others. So, so we do know it's, it's, it's beginning to be used, but among other mission groups, it's being used with tremendous success. Can you tell us a little more about that? Now, I, I've been noticing that many mission agencies are talking a lot about uh, people having this dimension of being oral learners yes. um, and using some of uh, the very similar things that you're sharing, stories being at the center. Can you tell us a little more about that? Well, th- this is definitely true. In fact, in all honesty, we've had to, we've learned a great deal from some of these other organizations that are doing this. And the exciting thing is, yes, oral learners, even if they're literate, will not learn in the same way. They don't like factual lists of of facts or doctrines or anything like this. They like to learn holistically. And of course a story is a is a holistic way of teaching. And so so it it works very well with oral learners and probably seventy to eighty percent of the world are oral learners. So we have to think about this. Um, what we've learned what from other groups is that it also has something powerful that when people grasp onto this that they can 
get close to God, that, that they can be transformed through the stories they're eager to share. And so there are places where the, the telling of stories has turned into actually a movement where people tell stories, and then they tell stories, and it just keeps spreading on and on. And, and so um, we think of how in the world can we spread the gospel. Well, we look at the numbers and it just seems impossible, but I don't think it is impossible if we empower people with a way that truly transforms their worldview and then empowers them to share with others. And so understanding orality and and the importance of, of uh, adapting our methods to what will actually reach people. We've been coming with one set of methods that actually don't work with oral people at all. It's, if, if they have anything, it's maybe kind of a surface. Oh, I get a few facts in my brain. But to have something transformative is never going to happen through traditional methods that we have, have used with great success among Western people and among uh, literate, the print linear, focus, like the print, said, yeah, yeah, people that learn best from print. Yeah. Pat, this sounds so exciting. I mean, if we have a better way of actually sharing about Jesus, first of all about Jesus mm. with members of other world religions and majority mm. world cultures, mm. wouldn't be something that we would really want to <laughs> It's embrace. exciting. To me, it's really exciting, the potential. Yeah. And the thing of it is, it, it, it isn't just kid stuff. Because we've discovered that as we look at the steps of discipleship, that we can use stories at every single step of the way, including preparing people for, for baptism by teaching them the doctrines of the Adventist Church and everything that should lead up to that, laying the foundation. It all can be done in a way that works for oral learners. So, now back to this course. Yes. Let me just say that um, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's almost ready. We won't be making it available to our listeners right away. Um, it's summer right now. A lot of people are uh, traveling and so yeah. forth. But um, this fall, it's coming where you actually methodically go through all the, uh, the parts that are needed to, to grasp and begin using it. But again, it's not a, an academic course, right? No, it's very, I think it's very practical. Exactly. Starting with, with, with the biblical model, and, and why we now understand it's so powerful, and then how can we actually use it in a very simple way in our mission, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. My last question for you is, thinking of uh, Adventist global community of missionaries, um, who is this course on storytelling for discipleship uh, can be most useful for, in your opinion, what do you think? You know what, can I say everybody? Is that a little too great? Um, Again, when we think of the of the of the world with seventy to eighty percent oral population, we need we need something that will work, and we need something that's so simple. Children can do it. Non-literate people can do it. Oral learners can do it. Uh, I was working with with a lady who said, "I would never in my entire life give a Bible study or preach an evangelistic sermon," but she said, "I can tell a story," and she did. And she, I got an email from her saying it was amazing. She said, I did it. And it was so simple, and it had an impact. People were impressed with it, or not impressed, but were inspired from it. So it, to me, it's for anyone who has a heart to share the love of Jesus and to help other people develop a relationship with Jesus, experience the power and the love of God, and become disciples. And the thing of it is... Um, I think every missionary wants that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just, and, and we don't know we what to do. We, we feel so inadequate, maybe, in, in right. a sense, or bad. Um, 
not knowing how do we do it across cultural divides and and you know with these people who are different but but yeah. stories we all can tell stories and and they're and they're captivating yes that's right and so and they people will remember them they won't be uh, threatened by them you know tell a story you come with a doctrine of something with the some people and it's whoa whatever but it's so simple and I think so powerful thank you very much um, this is going to be a, a first announcement for this course that is coming up this fall fall of 2019 uh, we will make it available and as soon as we can thank you Pat thanks for letting me be here all right the news is out we are only some weeks away from launching our first online video course from Institute of World Mission. I'm really excited. Frankly, I have to say that. Pat Gustin, an adjunct professor to IWM, is an instructor. And storytelling for cross-cultural discipleship is the topic. The course is practical and it is fully self-paced. It means when it's launched, you won't have to depend on the group of others, although sometimes it is a good idea. You won't have to travel anywhere. You won't have to even pay for it. However, you will need to have a member account on the IWM website. The course is designed for Adventist cross-cultural missions community for all of us, for you, for me. I'll be sharing more with you about the release date and how to enroll in future episodes. Please don't forget to share this episode, this podcast episode with others. Maybe they will always be happy to hear this about this whole topic of storytelling as well about this upcoming opportunity. Send them a link to this episode's webpage on our website. It is iwm.adventist.org forward slash episode dash 37. My name is Alex Ott, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. As you remember, at IWM, we publish one episode for you every week on Wednesday. We'll see you then.